When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, Killstokes here. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about what's going on with the Bank of Japan. What is this intervention? How and if it will affect the markets. But before we get into things, I want to remind you that we have a website, www.tier1trading.com. We've got some cool stuff on that website. We've got free workshops. We've got courses. We've got trial memberships. So check it out, play around with it, and see if there's something that is valuable to your trading. So a few weeks ago, or maybe a week ago, depending on if I get this out on time, I put out a Trading Coach podcast episode called Insiders and the Power of Influence. I believe it was episode 703. And it wasn't all trading related, but in general, it it, it talked about how we are influenced as human beings. It, It talked about kind of crowd psychology, herd psychology, and different things that marketers do to kind of convince us to take the actions that they want. And then we did relate that a little bit to the market and how the market is the very same way. And the cool thing about having so much experience in the market is that as I master, and I say master loosely because I don't ever believe that we master things, but as I get closer to mastery with certain things, my kind of growth mindset just takes me along different paths and I want to understand more and more. And there's so much to understand about investing. There's so much to understand about the financial markets. There's so much to understand about technical analysis. And a couple of years ago, I took a real deep dive into volume. I remember having a, a conversation with Mike Bellafiore from SMB Capital and, and he was curious because I think his guys were getting into FX and Um, We were talking about volume in Forex because it is different than in a stock market. There's no central bank in Forex. So volume isn't an overall volume. It's rather a volume per your specific data provider or broker. And he was asking if I had any tools to use it or tools that I I, I trusted. And at the time, I didn't. I had always thought volume was... Um, worthless, pointless to look at because of those same reasons. You know, I don't want to be given partial information and, and make important decisions off of that. Um, but my tide has shifted over the years. I won't get too much into that. We did speak about that in recent uh, what traded a day video called Volumes. You can head over to the YouTube page and, and look that up if you want to. But I started educating myself more on volume. I started doing a deep dive into it, and it, it took me along many different paths, one of which was actually learning about volume, but another one was really understanding supply and demand and and basic economics and the role that your insiders, your smart money, your influencers play in the market. And at the end of the the day, right, it, it is, you know, like many things in life, many of us are looked at as puppets, right? The the vast majority of human beings will make dumb decisions. We will simply follow whatever is the popular thing or follow whatever your friend or the internet says to follow. And because of that, it's very easy to influence and dictate our decisions. And 
we're looking at this recent Bank of Japan intervention, and this just screams the same, uh, the same type of situation. So a little bit of background, right? So the yen has been extremely weak. Basically, you know, I'm recording this in what, 2022 for you guys that are listening in the, the future, right? 2022 has been the year of interest rate hikes, right? Almost every single central bank or bank across the world is in an interest rate hiking cycle. And it's kind of a cat and mouse game where, you know, obviously the, the U.S. is kind of the, the biggest cog out there. And everyone's kind of saying, hey, what are they doing that gives me permission to do this? Or what haven't they done? Oh, I can't do this. Everyone's playing this game. We're like, how aggressive are you going to be? Because if you're super aggressive, then me, I could be super aggressive. Or I can sell this to my people. And recently the the us right the dollar has been um we've been consistently hiking rates to curb inflation and honestly there's no sign as of recording this that it's going to slow down in fact we had an interest rate decision a few days ago and they pretty much said the same thing we're going to keep doing it so we've had interest rates hiking rising 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 here in the us other places as well we're going to stick to the us for this example at the same time the bank of japan has been like hey we're going to keep ours low so it kind of goes back to basic economics. Like if, if you learn the very basics of trading um, and, and Forex trading specifically, and from a fundamental perspective, the, the very, the first thing you'll probably read on baby pips is like, hey, it is a game of interest rate comparison, right? Um, there's even strategies to take advantage of that where you simply just hold a position in one currency and, and wait till the overnight rollover and, and cash out on the interest rate disparity. But, it's a game of higher interest rate trumps lower interest rate if interest rate of you know us is higher than interest rate of yen then dollar should rise in comparison to yen so you've got that big old fundamental blanket which is is pretty stinking obvious in front of us like hey we've got the dollar aggressively hiking rates we've got the yen coming out and publicly saying we're not going to do it we're going to stay low pretty much a no-brainer in where we should be investing and we've been dealing with this for a very long time now this has been weakening the yen at a massive rate and so what they started doing is you know they don't like their currency being weakened so they're coming out and they're saying hey throwing some threats out there if this keeps up we may have to dun, 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 intervene right they, they said that a few months ago nothing happened i think i came on a podcast or a video and said hey it's a it's a it's a threat don't pay it no mind but then finally today or, or yeah this morning after the u.s hiked rates right before the bank of england hiked rates as well swiss hiked rates too it's been a busy week um bank of japan came out and said we are going to intervene and as you can expect you saw massive movement in the market now i haven't looked at any news so i don't really do that right i, I read headlines for stuff for today but i don't kind of pay attention like the clickbait news but my guess is if i were to turn on cnbc or, or cnn or anything like that right the headline would be bank of japan intervenes bank of japan intervenes what does this mean and fear 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 and this is a good example of that influence because if we don't know the information and and your common trader doesn't know the information me years ago even as a consistently profitable trader for a decade but not very familiar with the fundamental side of things i would take the same approach because I'm, I'm just not familiar with it i would come out and i would say this okay we have the bank of japan the bank of japan the fish of all fishes right 
coming out and saying that they are going to intervene, they don't want to end weaken, the first thing I'm thinking is, man, I should never buy the yen, right? I should never buy the yen. In fact, in, in my past, I've made actually good money of Bank of Japan not intervening, but coming out and saying, hey, we're going to strengthen the yen and we're going to weaken the yen. Um, and that was, you know, recklessly a, a part of my trading plan, but I, I, I capitalized off of it. Um, but when you first hear that statement, that's the first thing you think. And that is the whole goal of this. The, the whole goal of this thing is to incite fear, is to make people second guess. It's to have this big bully out there saying, you know, this big bully that is potentially full of fluff that's you know not going to hurt anyone, but just standing out there intimidating, say, don't you cross. Do not cross this path, right? And it's going to work because news outlets love a headline, right? They like to pump anything up. Retail traders buy into that and you see initial moves in the market. Now, what I told my traders this morning is that this shouldn't really be looked at as a threat, right? Although the headlines are going to say this is the first time the Bank of Japan has intervened since 1998, that's not the full story. There have actually been, maybe you don't classify them as interventions, right? But they have done this, whether it's intervened or has just come out and has publicly sold off or bought stuff many, 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 many times. I'm going to name off a few dates for you, right? We got 94 and 95, they did it. We got the big one in 1998 where they intervened. They did it again in 1999 and 2000. Did it again in 2002. Did it again in 2010, 2011, right? I was personally trading those. Those are the ones that I remember. Now, some of these had different reasons. There was the, I think it was what, the, the Asian financial crisis, um, that was the 1998 one, and then they had the 2010, uh, not the 2010 one, um, the 2000 one, I believe, was the 9-11 the one. So, right, there's different reasons for this, but it has been done multiple times before, and I'm sure there's a, a, a few other ones I'm missing. 2001 was 9-11, forgive me for that. Um, but one of the main differences in these other interventions, right, in air quotes, because not all of them were, is that they also had the bank the backing of several other central banks right so in 1994 right japan and europe helped intervene to prop up the dollar in 1998 the u.s supported 1999 i believe the fed and the ecb supported i may have that one wrong Right. And same thing with uh, with 2011. Right. The ECB and the Fed work together. Now, I haven't done a massive amount of research on this yet because it only came out this morning. But I believe there are no signs of the U.S. supporting this time. Right. We again, we have come out and said we are going to be quite aggressive. So the Bank of Japan is on its own. And historically, when they have been on their own, Although we, we've seen an initial kind of sell-off, that initial fear, what has happened is a few days later, a few weeks later, maybe a month later, things have gone completely back to normal. And that's what I think is going to happen this time, right? Our next interest rate hike, I believe, is early November. Again, I could have that wrong. I'm not great on the dates. I plug them into my head to remember them for certain reasons. But honestly, I checked like the week before. We're going to have an FOMC statement next month in October, I believe, right? 
it's going to be very interesting to see how opinions change once kind of this fear factor goes away and we get back to seeing that things are running exactly as they were before. Now, how does this help us as traders? Well, as traders, remember, and investors, we typically want to do the opposite of what the public is doing. So if the public is panicking and selling and they're buying yen, selling dollar yen, this is a perfect opportunity to look for buying opportunities, a perfect opportunity to get involved at a cheaper price. I can't talk much technicals here on the podcast because there's no chart to show you, but we've spoken about this in my YouTube videos um, for the last, what, quarter, last three, four months. And we have a very large technical projection. And although we've made pretty good moves up to that projection, there's still meat on the bone. So a retracement would give nothing more than a cheaper price. So as traders, I, I, I would challenge you to do this. Now, you always want to make your own decision. You always want to follow the rules and the guidelines of your trading plan. If you are a technical trader, you never want to hop into a trade because of fundamental analysis. But if you are someone that has a technical level or a technical signal, or I guess level and a technical signal on your chart that happened to be in the direction of this potential fundamental opinion, fundamental bias that you have, it can offer a massive opportunity to get in another long-term trade at a very cheap price. This is a method that I use in my investing where technicals come secondary, or a method similar to what I use in my investing, where my decision to get involved is from a fundamental reason. My price point where I get involved is based off technicals. This is gonna be very similar where your decision to get involved is based off technicals, but your ability to stay in, that can be helped by the fundamentals.